One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Guys! In a row? Welcome to Nine Guys Dynasty Fantasy Football, where we talk about the dynasty value of nine guys in a row. I'm Magna Mills, and I'm here to give you nine guys, three to hold, three to sell, and three to buy. Nine Guys Dynasty is presented by Season Cap Fantasy Football. You can find us wherever you get your podcasts, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google, all the good ones, wherever you listen to your pods, we're there. You can find our social media at Seize the Gap FF, and you can find our YouTube channel at JoeBlowFootballShow.com. If you enjoy what you see, what you hear, if you could, please do the like, follow, subscribe thing. Helps us out a lot. Helps people find the show. We're getting to the point of the season where you should know whether or not your team has a realistic chance to win a championship. If things aren't looking good, now is the time to start selling before the market gets flooded. What are they doing here? They're selling, Mortimer. Our first sell is Indianapolis Colts quarterback Matt Ryan. This is really only for those of you in Superflex Dynasty Leagues. Matt Ryan turns 38 next May. He has one year left on his contract. The Colts could move on from him next year with an $18 million dead cap charge. Ryan completed 42 of 58 passes for 389 yards with three touchdowns and no interceptions in the Colts' 34-27 win over the Jaguars on Saturday. This is by far the best fantasy day he's had. He more than doubled his previous best fantasy performance this season. He is who he is. He could provide similar production next year. I'd say he's got at least one more year that kind of mid-range quarterback two production back end even nothing to really write home about but better than nothing i guess when you're in your super flex league and you're looking for that guy as a qb3 especially in maybe a best ball super flex league it is what it is i'm selling him because unless you're a contender who really needs the depth at quarterback this is just probably as good as it's going to get i would happily check out for pretty much any second if it looked like it was going to be a second that was guaranteed to be at the end of the round i'm gonna ask for a small sweetener call it like a fourth round pick random throw in something like that but i think if you're going to move on from maddie puddles now is the time he's not back to full maddie ice but he's at least a little bit more firm he's maybe uh maddie frost there's a little bit of frost on the grass on the puddle now is the time if you can go ahead sell matt ryan our next sell is something that's really on brand for us nine guys dynasty we're in the middle of the season so you know we're going to sell some running backs so i'm selling los angeles rams running back daryl henderson he just turned 25 back in august he's in the final season of his rookie deal the rams are apparently moving on from cam Akers. more on that later so henderson is now the unchallenged starting running back for now would it really surprise you if the Rams made a move for another running back? They also just lost their left tackle for the rest of the season. They've started four different centers in six games. Their right tackle is the only current projected starter from week one who's still starting. Look, Henderson has talent. Liked him a lot in the draft coming out when he was uh, from Memphis. But he's also never stayed healthy and produced on a consistent basis, at least not for very long. When he's a free agent next year, he's not going to draw a ton of interest on the open market. This is probably as good as it gets for Henderson. This is the Rams, right? They could bring somebody in. I think the idea of him as the unquestioned starting running back for the Rams is actually worth more than him actually as the unquestioned starting back for the Rams because who knows how long that'll last. They already brought Malcolm Brown back up. We know we've seen him steal touchdowns before. 
Right now is the time to sell Henderson. If you wait, he has another lackluster game or two. The selling window will be closed. I'm probably checking out right now for basically any 2023 second round pick in Superflex leagues and more or less any second round pick. And again, maybe a little sweetener, a little cherry on top in uh, one quarterback leagues. Our final sell is San Francisco 49ers wide receiver Brandon Ayuk. He turns 25 next March. He has one year and a team option left on his rookie deal. He had eight grabs for 83 yards and two touchdowns on 11 targets in the loss last week. He's had four targets or less in half of his games and three games this year, four targets or less. San Francisco has an unsettled quarterback situation going forward. Maybe you're a Trey Lance stand. Maybe you're not. Either way, you don't know. It is definitely not going to be a high-end quarterback throwing out the ball unless things turn drastically for the 49ers. He's really more of the fourth option on offense after obviously running the ball. Then you got Debo. Then you got George Kittle. Then you have Brandon Ayuk. He's got a nice matchup with the Kansas City Chiefs coming up next week. I think this kind of opens up a two-week selling window where if you're going to sell Ayuk, this is going to be the optimal time to do it. I would pretty much take any random 2023 first-round pick for him. If it's guaranteed to be really late in a one-quarterback league, again, might look for a little bit of a cherry on top. But I think you could probably find similar talent at the end of that first round, and you'll reset the age clock a little bit by getting a younger player. And again, who knows what the 49ers will be next year? I think now you just kind of have to get out while the getting's good. Baby, hold on to me. Whatever will be, will be. I don't have Jamie G to sing the Eddie money, but I will say that our first hold is Ramondre Stevenson. Turns 25 in February, two years left on his rookie deal. He had 19 carries for 76 yards and two touchdowns with four receptions and 15 yards versus the Cleveland Browns in what was actually technically an upset win by the Patriots on the road with Bailey Zappi, a quarterback. Stevenson played over 80% of snaps. He was involved in the passing game. And sure, he's going to take a slight hit when Damian Harris returns, but he is going to be looking at a role similar to this next year. He is very good. I know the Patriots are kind of a RBBC team, but they don't have James White anymore. They barely let Pierre Strong play. J.J. Taylor seems to have fallen out of favor. I don't think they're going to bring another rookie in there and give them a prominent role, nor do I think they're going to spend a lot of position on a free agent running back next year. That means Stevenson is in line for a very, very fantasy-friendly role. I'm not saying that I wouldn't trade him at all. If somebody really wanted to go over the top like a godfather-like offer, that's fine. But I do not think this is a sell-high moment. I think his value can continue to rise. And we told you to sell Daryl Henderson, so it's only fitting that I'm telling you to hold Cam Akers. He is still currently a running back for the Los Angeles Rams, but that could change at any time. He turns 24 years old next June, and he has one year left on his rookie deal after the season. He and the Rams have had, and I quote, philosophical football differences. I don't know what that means, but the Rams are apparently entertaining trade offers for him. Akers played pretty poorly this season, and to be honest, pretty poorly ever since he returned early from his Achilles tear. Who knows where he ends up as far as the trade market? I don't think they will cut him outright, but anything is possible, I guess. The only people who are really buying Akers right now are the stands who just love him to death, always have since Florida State and the Vultures. Either way, you're not going to get much of anything for Akers right now. If nothing else, as soon as he's traded, he should get a short-term value bump, regardless of he, whether he's even played a snap for his new team or not. 
So that's the time to sell them if you really want to. Now is not the time. I'm holding on to cam makers. I'm doing the Eddie money thing until something changes. Final hold here is Deontay Johnson, Steelers wide receiver, turns 27 next July. He has two years left on his recently signed extension. The targets have been there, but the touchdowns have not. The quarterback situation is kind of unsettled, but I still have faith in rookie quarterback Kenny Pickett. I think he's looked pretty solid when he was in there. The Steelers have offensive line issues that they have not addressed. They've been festering for several years. They're going to need to address those moving forward, but there is a nice collection of skill position players there. I still have faith in the coaching staff. I think they can be very good on the defensive side of the ball. Sure, there's a lot of mouths to feed. I think that can naturally clear itself up as we go forward. Deontay Johnson is a very good wide receiver. Just watch him play. Occasionally, he will struggle with drops, but I think this is a guy who is, you know, a back-end wide receiver one, high-end wide receiver two, still in his physical prime. There's a lot to love here. I almost was tempted to put him as a buy, but I don't think his value has dipped down that far yet. So right now, I'm saying just resist the urge. If someone's willing to throw a random late first at you for Deontay Johnson, you might be tempted to take it. I'm telling you to resist the temptation, do the Eddie Money thing once again, and hold on to him. Now it's time for JDG's favorite part of the program, where we buy some guys. I'm going to start with Dolphins tight end, Mike Gusecki. This is really more of a thing for tight end premium leagues. I'm not opposed to buying him in deeper PPR leagues, but I would not pay nearly as much. He turned 27 on October 3rd. Happy belated birthday there, Mike. He's an unrestricted free agent next year. He's playing this year under the franchise tag. It is incredibly unlikely that Dolphins elect to tag him for a second year in a row. He is going to hit the open market, should get paid fairly decent money. I would expect something at least along the lines of maybe what David Njoku got. He has been bad this season. He caught a random touchdown, I think, back in week two or three, and that's basically been it. So there is a fairly good chance that his current owner is looking at this as a sell-high moment. The thing is, what is perceived as a sell-high moment now, I don't think is going to coincide with what his value is next offseason when he signed with a new team. So even if you're paying a fair bit more for Gusecki this week than you would have next week, I think it's still an opportunity to buy a young tight end who could become a focal point on a better offense next year, or at least an offense that doesn't have Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle vying for targets without an elite quarterback dealing to them. I think this is an excellent time to buy, especially because I think you're going to get that psychological edge again of the guy who owns Gusecki being like, oh, great, I'm going to get one over on this guy. And he might be for the rest of the season. I do not think Gusecki is a guy you're going to be able to start. So if you're a contender, you need to have other depth at the position. Or if you're not a contender, who gives a shit, right? If you're playing for the draft pick next year, Gusecki's the perfect kind of guy. You buy him now, even if, again, you're paying a little bit of a premium as opposed to what he was last week. His value should continue to rise once we hit the offseason and he finally signs with another team. Jamie G, this one is for you, brother. You beat the Chiefs. I'm sure you're all fired up. And you know what? I'm fired up because I want to buy Buffalo Bills running back James Cook 
the rookie running back just turned 23 back in September, three years left on his rookie deal. He might not be doing much on the field now, but he was active in that game against the Chiefs. While Zach Moss was inactive, he's already worked his way up to the running back two there. I think there is at least a 50-50 shot that Singletary doesn't re-sign with the Bills. I'd say it's maybe even closer to 75% that he does not re-sign. I don't know how the Bills will be able to squeeze him in unless he has to take a little bit of a haircut for the money he's probably looking for. They spent a second round pick on Cook. They have the luxury of bringing him along slow, so I'm not really worried. Maybe it's not even until next season that he gets to play a prominent role, but he's going to be eventually in there, in a prominent role for the Buffalo Bills in the near future. He's a guy I like, but he's a bit tricky to trade for. If he's on a contending team, they really will want a player back probably more than picks, so you need to be able to have something to offer them on that front. Or if he's on a rebuilding team, they might just prefer to have Cook in hand over the picks. So it's going to be tricky to deal for James Cook. I think your best bet is probably to acquire him as part of a larger deal, whether it's a two for two or a three for three or a two for three or a three for four or whatever kind of those numbers you want to jumble together. I think that's the way to go if you really want to deal with Cook, because I think it's going to be tough to find a one for one deal for him. But if you can, I'm absolutely trying to buy him. Finally, I'm going to buy one more running back. That's Baltimore Ravens running back, J.K. Dobbins. He turns 24 in December. Still a young buck for a dude in his third season in the league. One year left on his rookie deal. It's been pretty much a mixed bag since his return. Had the nice game against the Bills, but has not done much otherwise. He was drastically outplayed by Kenny Drake this week. Drake had 10 carries for 119 yards and a touchdown. Gus Edwards could be returning soon. It is what it is. You could have expected a slow start. Uh, Dobbins did not have a typical ACL tear. There was a fair amount of other damage in that knee. It's not a surprise that he's taking a while to round back into form. And this is a guy that's very difficult to buy. If you own J.K. Dobbins, you understand what I'm talking about. He's still so young. He's on an offense that wants to run the ball. He's looked so dynamic when given the chance. Everything just screams, yes. But the problem is the production isn't there. So if he's the RB2 for a contending team right now, you might have a path to acquiring him. I think he's going to run into form sooner than later. This buy window will shut. So you have to take advantage of it. Now, I would pretty much trade just about any mid to late 2023 first round pick for him. But if that's not an option, I think maybe your best bet to do would be to like try to package maybe an older running back like in an ideal world it would be someone maybe more in that James Conner range but that probably won't work but think something like Miles Sanders and a second for Dobbins and a third or something like that uh same thing with CEH I think there's some kind of deal to be had there I prefer Dobbins again because of his age because of the upside I think he's still a guy to buy, despite the fact that you're going to have to pay a premium and he hasn't looked great this season. That's the only reason you can buy him. He has one more good game. Buying window is closed. You have to buy while the window's open. I'm the math guy, and I'm pretty sure that was nine guys. Thanks for checking us out. Nine Guys is presented by Seize the Gap Fantasy Football. Again, find us wherever you get your pods by searching for Seize the Gap on the social media at Seize the Gap, our YouTube channels at JoeBlowFootballShow.com. If you could, please like this video if you're on YouTube or rate the podcast wherever you're listening. Helps us out. Once again, helps people find the show. We love talking about this, and we want more people to be involved in the conversation. 
Thanks again so much for listening. On behalf of myself, for Jamie G, this was Nine Guys, presented by Season Gap Fantasy Football. We'll be right back here next week to do nine more guys in a row. 